Welcome to Jesus in Therapy. We're your hosts, Kev and Jess. This is a space where we infuse the Word of God with mental health matters. So sit back, enjoy the conversations, and feel free to follow us in our Facebook group, Jesus in Therapy. Listen, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to stay updated as new episodes are released. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Red Naval Apparel, a clothing brand that was created for his glory. Visit their website at www.rednavalapparel.com. Cheryl Hardy has a doctor of philosophy in clinical Christian counseling. She is also board certified in several specialties, such as child and adolescent therapy, crisis and abuse therapy, domestic violence and intervention, cognitive therapy, and ethic and sexual therapy. Dr. Cheryl is an adjunct professor teaching counseling and psychology, and she served as a student advisor. Dr. Cheryl is a member of the National Christian Counselor Association, National Conservative Christian Church, Black Therapist Rock, My True Circle Online Therapy, and the Grief Recovery Method. She is also a licensed chaplain. Dr. Cheryl is married to executive pastor and CPA Addison Hardy for over 40 years. They have two grown sons, three grandsons, and one granddaughter. Without further ado, please help us welcome Dr. Cheryl. I'm so honored to have this conversation with you. Um, As we have read, your bio is extensive, and uh, we connected prior to this last Friday, and we were able to identify we have so many things in common, which was really beautiful. I'm glad we had to have this conversation because um, it's needed, and there's a lot going on in the world today. I'd like to start off by just having you tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the the things that you're involved in and your roles in ministry and in practice. Okay, sure. First of all, I'd like to say thank you for having me. It is an honor and a pleasure to serve and to, and especially to serve God's people. Um, I, I call it, it's, it's a privilege. Um, what I do is I am a counselor. I have been a counselor for over 20 years. And um, uh, it's so funny when I started this road, uh, I would say to people, I'm going to school for counseling. And they would say to me, uh, black people don't go to counseling. What are you doing that for? I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> But then I knew that God had gave me this, and this is my second half of my of my life, you know, because I my first 20 years I was in corporate America. But mm. I knew I was supposed to have been a counselor since I was about nine. Wow. <laughs> since I was nine, I felt it. And so that's what I do. I counsel, I enjoy it. I'm also a teacher, I'm an adjunct professor, and I'm in the counseling and psychology department. And I teach all theories and personality theories and all types of, of subjects there. And I'm also a chaplain. I don't practice that like I used to. I used to go in for prayer early with the police department before they go out on their rounds. And, um, and so that's what I do. I teach, counsel, and do workshops. Um, yeah. So, uh, so the workshops is one of the areas that I'm really interested in because you kicked off something that was really just dear to my heart, and um, which is why we started the Jesus and Therapy group. Um, but you kicked off a tour called God is Therapy. 
Yeah. Tell us about that. So in 2019, I felt that call because I would, I have been sitting in church for years, listening to how leaders speak to the parishioners and not fully understand faith and mental health. And I felt that call in 2019. So in January, 2019, I, I started traveling to different churches. I went to about 15 churches in 12 months. Um, I, North Carolina, I've been to Florida. I was invited to all different churches to talk about faith and mental health. And I basically um, was talking about uh, the things that you shouldn't say as a leader um, to your parishioners, like certain things, just have a protocol and certain, certain words you just don't say. Be careful with your words, soften those words, like saying, um, sometimes we have these bipolar saints, sometimes we up and sometimes we down. And that would disturb me because you might have had a parishioner that was diagnosed with bipolar in your audience, and they might feel insignificant and feel like they don't belong, whereas it's an illness. Mental illness is an illness, and you wouldn't do that with cancer or diabetes. So, And so I was talking to the leaders about let's be sensitive to the mental health. Absolutely. Sensitivity, I think, is one of the biggest uh, areas, even in some of the research I've seen. Um, a lot of people said that they feel shame when bringing up their mental health because they don't feel like their leaders may be as sensitive to mental health. That's really amazing, that God and therapy tour, because it really just kind of allows us to, again, destigmatize the mental health within the church. And so as you're talking about these words and being sensitive, um, what would you say are some of the biggest barriers to keeping the church from you know, seeking out mental health resources and, and, and referring the parishioners to a therapist or psychologist. And like you said, I believe one of the barriers is what we heard generational. Yes. Um, and, and the saying, you know, not going to the crazy house or though your elevator doesn't go all the way to the top and you know those people and they ride the short bus and, and saying mm -hmm. those things, it becomes a part of you. And once it becomes a part of you, I call it legacy um, burdens. And mm. you, you hold on to that and you believe that. And um, so I, I come to, to, like people say, I come to the garden of prayer. I come to break those generational patterns. I don't like to say generation curse, but I like to say generational patterns. Let's break these generational patterns. And the barrier would be is the sayings that you heard previously or the shame and the guilt. Yes. That if you have a, a depression, depression is not a demon. Mm. Um, it's okay to work through that depression. That's why we, you and I, are here as healers to show people that you can get better and you can be a believer and have depression and be okay. Absolutely. And so uh, I think that it's very, if we, if we don't have our audience take any anything away from this conversation, at, at first it would be to be very sensitive with the wording we use and the verbiage that we use within the four walls or now, you know, as a deployed church, you know, out there in the world, using these words and being very sensitive to just the, the matters of mental health. Right. So Dr. Hardy, I know. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yes. No. I was just what, thinking what about words have power, you know, saying Absolutely. stupid, crazy, idiot, things like that. It breaks you down mentally. Mm -hmm. And spiritually, because you feel like you're, there's no use, like, what, how can God use me in this position? And God can use anyone at any time, as we notice in the Bible. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Even donkeys, you know, he, he uses whatever, <laughs> whatever's at his disposal, for sure. 
So, um, you know, there's a lot going on, Dr. Hardy, right now. So I'm not sure if whoever's listening to this will be listening to this during this pan pandemic that we're in or after. I've been talking to a lot of people and um, one conversation I had yesterday was with a doctor who's highly, he's very anxious and he's just like, I go outside to take a break and I see, you know, these refrigerator, you know, trucks with bodies on top of bodies. He's like, I go inside and I'm pronouncing more. His words to me yesterday were, were I pronounced more deaths within the past 60 days than I have in my entire, this entire year. And he's just overwhelmed. People are dying without people next to them, without family members. Yes. People are getting, it, it's just, it's just very sad. And I'm talking to a lot of people that might not be able, that might not be dealing with the grief directly, but because of all the death that's surrounding them, it's starting to pull off and open up these grief wounds from yeah. things that they've dealt with in the past. Can you speak a little bit to that? Cause I know one of your specialties is grief and bereavement. Yeah. Uh, can you speak a little bit to, you know, how maybe we as the church should be responding to so much depression surrounding, well, bereavement really right now yeah. and grief surrounding what's happening. And so this is new for all of us. This is new for the therapists. This is yeah. new for the church because what I call is, is grief tsunami. It's grief coming in and crushing us in all at one time. This is also, um, the pandemic, this pandemic is traumatizing to, it's global grief. It's community grief. And so we have to take it step by step. And it's so overwhelming. That doctor, mm -hmm. I feel for him because to announce, to, to, to look at people just leave so, so quickly, just like if, it's, it's just unheard of. And it's going to take the brain a long time to adjust to this. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to, we as therapists, we're going to have to really, really um, work with um, our people. So is the church. When the church come back, we're going to have to come from a different angle. We're going to have yeah. to come more from a nurturing, loving part and, and just, just um, give those loving scriptures to our parishioners and let them know that you can make it and, and you have strength. You can do all things through Christ that strengthen you. And we're going to have to like really build up their spiritual self-esteem yes. because it's, it's just, it, we're so broken and yeah. it's because of an unavoidable situation, which is no one's fault. I try to explain it as uh, we're, we're all going through a collective trauma. We've probably heard this word so often right now. Yes. And um, I, I, to what you're saying, en enveloping everyone with love, so much love and nurture. And, yes. and you know, it's going to, that, that is the one thing that will hold people's grief, like you said. And uh, going back to what she said, I said to her, I said, our trauma is like the body, the physical body. You know, if somebody mm -hmm. was to get blunted by force, by, a, by an object, you don't feel it right away because the adrenaline starts to rush to the places and starts to take care of you. But it's afterwards when you start to, the reality of that, oh, wow, I actually got a knife in my arm. Yes. Then the, the pain hits them. So I, I know a lot of people will not know how they feel fully about everything until months after this is over That's right and so it's important for the church to know that this is not going to just one when the world opens up again this is not just going to be over it's going to be a lot of work from the church that's going to be required to like you said put, pour a lot of love and have these yes. even these 
these little groups of, you know, if you're dealing with depression from a loved one dying or a bereavement group, maybe one or two sessions with a bereavement group of people just coming together in prayer and a Bible study surrounding the bereavement. You know, what do you think about that? You know, I just, I know that there's a lot that the church can do. Yes, um, to have small groups, to have yes. groups, to have conference calls, to, to share about God's love, to talk about the uncertainties in life. It's okay to be uncertain, uncertain and have your mm -hmm. foundation rock, but you know that your root is grounded in Jesus and he's going Amen. to take good care Jesus in therapy, right? Yeah. He's going to take good care of you. And so we have to keep pouring it and pouring it. And then we as leaders, we have to um, have our support system too. So we can be poured in too because we are suffering from secondary trauma, our own regular primary, and then what we hear from other people secondary, and then just dealing with that. So that's a lot to deal with. So we want to take it in bits and pieces and be okay with not being okay and just taking that and trusting God. Yeah. How how can the leaders support them? You know, how because you know, as a leader, and I grew up a PK, yes. a preacher's kid for those of you, uh, you do, <laughs> that's right, we, we have that in common, you know, and so as a preacher's kid, I see, I watch, and I don't want to go, this could be a whole conversation by itself, yes. but I know that my parents didn't have a lot of people to go to. They no were really, support. no support. What can we do about that? And I, that's why, and that's why I try to have as much for leaders as possible. I do a lot of private, private groups with leaders. And, and I, I feel so good about it because I can see them listening and changing it because they know they have someone to talk to. Um, one year, I did a whole year with a group of pastors um, every third Saturday at a basement of a church just for support, just for support. They need support. They need somebody to talk to. And sometimes I would just sit there for a couple hours and just look because we had 10 to 12, just listening to them and watch them heal while they were talking. Mm. Because you can't talk to your parishioners, you can't talk to sometimes families, people are judging you, but you need to get out. They need a system, they need a support system. They need, a, all of them need a counselor or a coach or a mentor. They need their village. Jesus had his tribe. He sure did. <laughs> he sure did. Now, are you now? I'm not, I'm not putting you on a spot here, but will you be doing any leadership groups in the future? <laughs> Again? I will be. I just okay. did one um, last Sunday. I did one with, uh, behind closed doors. I did a, a Zoom leadership and I opened it up to all pastors and key leaders. And we talked about how to take care of yourself, secondary trauma, and how to trust God for yourself. Mm. And um, it was, it was real. it, it turned, it was really good. It was, it was good. Uh, I love I, I that title. another doctor with me so I could, so we could bounce off each other. Cause I'm yes, learning I, how not to do things as a team and not to be, not to do things alone. This is what that, this Corona had taught me. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Even as a, that's really good. I, I love the title you gave to that for pastors and uh, first ladies and just a leadership in church mm -hmm. behind closed doors because it gives them that 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 feeling of confidentiality and trust because uh, the, these are you know, I'm not going to say top level security me measures need to be taken with uh, leadership because it. It's just, it's they, they, too many people they can trust just to put those burdens out there. And um, yes. I'm glad you said that it's important for them to have a lot of support while they support 
the, yes. the, 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 the ministers and parishioners and people in their services. And Do you have any- it's a must. It's a must that they get that support. Yeah, yeah. And I like how you how you decided to double up. Actually, one of my friends, you are what's her name, Doctor? Uh, you were with um, Doctor uh, Demita. Doctor Demita. Yeah, Doctor Demita Lucas. Yes, she's oh, one of my mentees. Love such her. A, <laughs> oh, such a small world, isn't it? Yes. yes. Okay. So, what projects are you working on? I know you're in school. To I don't know if you want me to put this out there to get That's your second fine. doctorate. Okay. Yes. Your yes. second doctorate. And uh, so, what are you working on now? Do you have anything in the mix? Uh, another guided therapy tour coming? What's happening now? I know so we right, can't do too much touring right now, but yeah. So right now I'm doing my touring on Zoom. <laughs> and so yeah, <laughs> right. and, and um, and I'm doing a lot of private uh with different churches like Saturday. A, a, a lot of women groups. I do women groups on Saturday mornings. So it's really uh, the pace that I'm moving in is still is yet the same. Yes, it's yet it's the same. So that's what I'm doing. A lot of private groups and talking to people to let them know that we're gonna make it in this. Um, and to know that rest assured, if your hope is in Christ, yes, you are a winner if you stay here on earth. You are a winner if you leave here and you're connected with him, if you transition. Mm-hmm. So you are a double winner. Absolutely. There's no way you're going to lose. So the ultimate goal is to abide by the law, stay safe, stay healthy, you know, drink a lot of water and hydrate. Because I think sometimes we don't realize every time we hear bad news, it subtracts from our body. Mm-hmm. So we need to drink water, stay hydrated. We need to eat properly and take vitamins every day, especially now because we're so drained mentally and physically and emotionally. I am really big on that mind-body connection. I, 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 I can't push it enough. Sometimes when I'm in um, sessions with clients, and I'm doing their intake and just collecting da- data in the beginning. I'm, I say to them, a part of my intake, I know they're coming to me for therapy for the mind, but part of my intake is a, a review of what they do for their body. You know, yes. I'm asking, you know, how often do you exercise? Are you taking vitamins and are you drinking water? And, yes. um, and you'll be surprised. Uh, one lady, and it was real quick, one lady uh, I was speaking to, she was coming to me. She was just like, I'm just so down. I can't, I sleep all the time. I'm so, I'm just so disconnected from my family. And I, mm. I said, well, when was the last time you had a phys- physical? And she said, well, I haven't had one in a while. I said, well, listen, we'll work on some goals in therapy to talk about the things that have been bothering you, the forefront of your mind that you want to get off your chest. But before we get deep into anything, I want you to have a physical. Do you know, Dr. Hardy, that she came back with anemia? And her doctor said the reason why she was so depleted was her iron was so low. And she got those iron pills. Oh, she was night and day. She stopped therapy. (laughs) But it just goes to show the connection is so connected so i'm glad you said that if people want to get in contact with you to bring you to their church or to bring you into you know for their leadership or to host a behind closed doors at their church or any because you do a lot of things and you know i'm going to put your bio in the show notes but i want i want for people to for you to tell us how can people get in contact with you Oh, you can get in contact with me with my uh, website. It's my name, mm-hmm. Dr. Cheryl Hardy, um, www.drcherylhardy.net. And you contact me through the air. And I'm on Facebook, Dr. Cheryl Hardy, Twitter, 
I'm not on Twitter mm-hmm. as much. I think I might have to think about that. And Instagram, <laughs> it's, it's all my name, and you can get in contact with me, and I'm, I'll be more than happy to try to work something out because it's important that we connect with each other and build each other up mentally. For sure. Dr. Hardy, I know that our paths will cross again. Um, yeah. I'll probably be reaching out to you and make you another mentor of mine. <laughs> And um, I, I, I just appreciate your time. I appreciate your gift to the body of Christ. What I love, and this is how I would love to end on what you said last, is that no matter how this pandemic goes, those of us who believe in Jesus Christ, we can't lose. We don't lose. If people die, if people stay, we are winners. We're winners. He, just to, to sit and just think about that for a moment, that he, he took it all to the cross for yes. our peace. Yes, and, I, and for that, listen, yes. we are not scared, and we will not walk in fear, and we will make sure that our minds are sound. Oh, and, sound. And, and having and having therapists and psychologists in this field who know the power of Christ, mm, yes, it just that takes us amazing. to another level. Amazing, isn't it? it- you can make it and when you once you become an adult you can change the things that happened while you was a child you have a second chance you don't have to go yes. through the same thing that you went through as a child you yeah. can change that that narrative we have the power the change to the change the narrative yes and the last thing i'll say is your quote you gave me last week when we spoke hurt people hurt people but healed people heal people <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Jesus and Therapy. Listen, healing is always available with Jesus Christ, and therapy can yield amazing results. Please share with a friend and subscribe, and be well.